I think I mostly get the idea. Um, what you said is like poker without, um, without any card playing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like we, we, we played poker. Well, Ian and Kevin don't know. I played poker with these guys on Sunday night. How much did they take from you, Steve? <laughs> are, you, are, you about it? are you like uh oof. gabe and i killed everybody gabe and i were the big winners yeah jesse you're a math teacher you couldn't count cards yeah no i i no i'm usually the big loser so just to texas hold them or all kinds of it's josh rube's game so he's dealer's he's choice a maniac. he's a maniac yeah, pretty much. He's got a room set up online, and you you know you can deal, and it's it's pretty cool. It's fun. I I don't it was I fun. don't love playing cards, but oh, so it's all Zoom. Yeah. Oh, well, it's it's, it's all Zoom, and then there's a um, there's an actual um, like a site. I guess Josh Josh manages it. So yeah. so the card playing is actually virtual. We're not like you know. Oh, that's cool. But it's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah, it's most it's mostly about the banter. Right. How are the virtual cigars? Not as smoky as the real ones, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically. You said Jadico is there too, Steve? And Tom Tom McManus. Oh, McManus? Nice. It's uh, a good crew. It's a good crew. You know, I, I, I've been going over your podcast, by the way. Um, uh, I've listened to a whole bunch of them. Um, oh, nice. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, I'd say uh, some of them are really spectacularly funny. <laughs> One of the early ones. I, I I went to I went to listen to Jadico's um, podcast about the apartment because I I remember it well. I was you know obviously I was I was. There. It's one of my favorites. That was so fucking fun. Yeah, it, it's it's a good one. And his his like I mean you know Jadico is very clinical in his storytelling, but he's also like he has a really really excellent memory. And I remember that like almost exactly as as he does. I, I remember like going through the door and I remember immediately saying like, this place is, this place is amazing. You've got to get it. I remember like, you know, that, that, I, I don't know if you guys saw, but the, um, the safe that he had in there was really yeah. just like one of the strangest, like most incredible objects I've ever seen in my life. I was in that apartment a couple of times. I don't remember the safe. Like I don't remember. It was all the way at the end of the apartment and the apartment was so big that like, you know, unless you were, um, well, in his what passed for a bedroom, I suppose um, you wouldn't necessarily see it. So yeah, that front end that looked out over the street, right? That was the that was where his bed bedroom was. Yeah, that's right. So I listened to that one, and then that one went into um, the wedding. Oh yeah, which, yeah. Right. I I I don't think I laughed that hard in in years, frankly. Okay. I mean, Great. you know, you're talking uh, Mary Carpenter to telling the story of the wedding. The thing yeah. I love so much about that was when uh jim carpenter was finally a guest on the show he came in and this is obviously when we could record face to face he came into uh steve's studio if you will and he goes ah oh, mary already told the good story and I, i'm thinking you've one story <laughs> one story I've, jim is an amazing like he's hilarious but one story and that was it so well and he's in a, a line of work that is like, well i don't want to hear any of those stories i don't want to hear any of them yeah yeah i guess that's true but i mean he could there's gotta i mean he's told you one about the cat scratches right i mean he told that story to me in a bar 
and I was with my wife, and my wife is a huge animal lover, and he starts to tell it, yeah. and Julie says, uh, I don't want to hear this if the cat dies, and Jim goes, oh no, but you gotta hear it, it's hilarious, and I was just like, <laughs> oh god, this is awful. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite part about Mary's wedding story was that she slipped, she, she renamed the bride. Yeah, Zoe. Like, and then she slipped halfway through, and I, and I was like, who's so and so, she goes, oh, and so so Kevin, you bleeped it out, didn't you? I forget, I haven't heard it in years. So God, yeah, that was you fun. did, you did. I mean, it was extraordinarily easy to find the people. I mean, I I went and I, I looked them up afterwards. And so, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I found the friend, I found the groom, I found the you know the bride. You know. Yeah, well, she used his name, and his name was like Olaf, like it was yeah. a not yeah. Mike. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she gave like every single relevant detail about that. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like there's he's, not that many head of pediatrics or yes, whatever yeah. it was. Got, pediatric it was oncology. Yeah. 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 That is very funny. <laughs> hey, this is Steve with the Punch Up Podcast. With me on this episode are Kevin Reagan. Hey, Steve. Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Steve. Ian O'Shea. Hi, Steve. And our storyteller is Gabe Johnson. Gabe, welcome to the Punch Up Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Thanks for glad being to here. Be here. Yeah, for sure. All right, tell us a story. All right. Okay. So, so first off, I got to say a couple of things uh, about the story. And um, number one is uh, it's true. I, I haven't made this up. Um, it's got a couple climaxes. So it's sort of just kind of like, keeps going a little bit. So I'm, I'm just going to kind of like tell it all the way through to the end. Uh, so to start off, in 1983, I lived in Columbia, Maryland with uh, my mom and dad. Bullshit. Oh, that's that's fucking true. Oh, shoot. I, 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 wait, no, no <laughs> efforts, say, right? Okay. With Steve used one in the banter. We're fine. Okay, cool. So no, no, we live we live in Columbia, Maryland, and it was actually the only year in my entire growing up from when I was in kindergarten until I graduated from high school when I lived in the United States. Uh, both of my parents were foreign service officers, and in fact, when we were in Columbia, Maryland, my dad was posted at the operations center in um, the Department of State in Washington D.C., and my mother joined the foreign service. So I was in third grade. Excuse me, I was in fourth grade, and um, we lived in this little kind of uh, suburban subdivision right? We'll call it a safe house. A safe house. And a couple doors down from us was this uh, Japanese family, the, uh, the Kawachis, right? And I got to be friends with uh, their son. He was a couple years older than me, but uh, we got to be friends. His name was Takashi. And uh, Takashi had a hamster, right? Named Louie. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, the year that we were there, uh, the Kawachis actually went back to Japan. Now, did they work for Foreign Service as well, or I don't know what they did actually. Um, I've I have no idea. You know what your parents did in Foreign Services? It sounds very vague and and clandestine. <laughs> my 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 father was a consular officer, and my mother again at the time had just taken the um, exam and was accepted, uh, and she became an admin officer. So basically, like he worked like visa lines, and you know if you get like thrown in jail or something like that in a foreign country, he would be the one that would help negotiate. You know your, okay. uh, you know being sent back to the United States, something like that. And she did administrative work, so that means like you know she helped run the embassies, basically. Oh, no. So, um, so anyway, so the Kawachis were going back to Japan 
and they had this hamster named Louie, right? And they couldn't take the hamster with them because Japan, like many island countries, had a really stiff quarantine. So uh, they didn't know what to do with the hamster. Uh, and they figured, well, you know, maybe our, you know, lovely neighbors, you know, would <laughs> appreciate a small rodent. And um, Gabe seems to have taken a liking to the hamster. Let's ask him. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, so the hamster uh, became mine. Louis Kawachi Johnson, we renamed him actually Louis Kawachi Johnson, hamster person extraordinary, which uh, <laughs> extended name. Was your friend crushed? Like to say goodbye to his pet hamster? That's a good question. I actually don't really remember. I don't know. Did you keep up? Were you guys like pen pals or anything? No, or? no, 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 no. Okay. Takashi left and that was the last I heard of him. Never even asked about the hamster. How, how old were you at this point, Gabe? About nine years old. Yeah. So that's like, you know, you're like, okay, see ya. Yeah, basically. And I, I had also spent my life moving around, so. The right. family just assumed, they, they gave this hamster to a nine-year-old. They just assumed that hamster was dead a week later. So they were like, no need to reach out. Are we, are, are, are we absolutely certain it wasn't a recording device? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty certain because recording devices don't die, um, which is the next sort of like important point of the story. So we're, 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 we're in Columbia, Maryland. I'm there for fourth grade. My mother gets into the foreign service and her first posting is in Toronto, Canada. And as is often the case with a couple in the foreign service with two foreign service officers, they weren't posted in the same place. So my dad continued to work in BC. My mom moved up to Toronto and I went up with her taking Louie with us, right? So Louis came up with us and Canada's welcoming to rodents. Canada's welcoming to rodents. No quarantine there. Just, you know, took him right over the border. No problem. Okay. Now he did, he didn't make it very long, right? He died. And I think this was a very stressful time for me because um, when he died, I was just devastated. Oh. I, I wrote this long note to him. How long had you had him at this point? I don't know, like six or seven months. Okay. You, but your dad leaving, like your dad working in a different country. See, I think, yeah, that's kind of it. You know, dad was down in DC. Mom was up in Toronto. I was, you know, I think in turmoil over that. The hamster was this, uh, you know. The tipping point. Like the. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, at this, at this point in your life, was Louis the most stable relationship you had had? Yes. Yes, he was. I don't mean to get, we don't <laughs> usually get very deep on here, but. Um, Too late. Yeah. I just felt it. Well, you know, and my mom was working and, yeah, and, sure. Lou, and Louis was there. Yeah, absolutely. And then he wasn't. And then he wasn't. And then he wasn't. Did he make the trek to Toronto and then he died? Yes, he did. He okay. did. Yeah, in a, in a horse and buggy. Correct, yeah, yeah. But he got you through the move and that's what we should- that, And that was that was the important thing, yes. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I- You I wrote, came you in wrote a letter to him? I, I wrote a letter to him. Uh, you know, I, I, I put the letter in this little- cardboard box the letter said among other things you know you are the f the first thing i ever truly loved and i mean oh, it was just oh God. devastating and oh. you know um you buried him with the letter is that in the box is that yes that's right we buried him in the backyard i didn't know if you were going to pull it out if you had it still and no 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 and, and, and this is all preamble, actually. Yeah. We, we, we got a dog around the same time. The dog and I didn't bond so well. The dog bit me a lot. The dog, <laughs> the dog dug Louie up and- Oh no. Yard. Yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was a rough time. Anyway, so 
my parents decided, um, you know, my mother there and my dad down in DC decided that I needed another hamster, right? So we got Louis Kawachi Johnson, hamster person extraordinary, the second, right? A second hamster. Okay. And all was well and good for about a year. Uh-oh. Can we assume the dog is living in a farm upstate at this point? The dog, our dog? The dog that dug up Louis the first? Yeah, did you send him to a farm or was he still with you, this dog? Oh, no, the dog stayed with us. Oh, okay. You brought a live prey rodent. Right. Yes, that's right. The they actually, interestingly, they got along relatively well. The dog just kind of, you know, smelled dead animal in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dug up the first hamster. The dog didn't like Gabe. It didn't have a problem with the hamster. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I was going to ask, what was the, did you, did you ever ask your parents, what the number of bites would be unacceptable? Yeah, yeah. You know, I asked them that subsequently, like as an adult, and they were like, oh, she didn't bite you. And I was like, yeah, she fucking did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On the first day we had her. Yeah. That doesn't count. It says it in the paperwork. Yeah. Louie's dead. Dad's gone. You're afraid to leave your room. Yeah. You got a new hamster. Got a new hamster. And life began anew, right? you know dad dad came up like every other weekend or so um and you know we uh you know we we were you know getting along just fine you were an only child i was an only child yeah okay yeah so then as it always happens with the you know life in the foreign service you know the next posting comes along and this time it's going to be in china but with a stopover in taiwan now this is for who your mom or your dad both of them actually they both got jobs in China. And so we were all going to be together in China again and in Taiwan, sort of in the in the interim. Now we're going to be in Taiwan, excuse me, in China for about two years, in Taiwan just for one. And Taiwan was language training, right? So my mom was going to have six months of language training. My dad was going to have a year. But when my dad's year of language training began, I was going to go with him. So obviously the question came up. What do we do with Louis? Why did we get a dog? Oh, yeah. What are we going to do with <laughs> What are we going to do with Louis? Because Taiwan. Louis or the dog? Well, no, the dog was just going to, like, we were just going to put the dog in quarantine in the doggy jail. We figured that the dog would be able to take the quarantine just fine. I thought you were going to say put the dog down, and I was watching Jesse's eyes. <laughs> How much did we put out? Don't say down. Don't say down. No, no, no. The dog, the dog, the dog was going to go into quarantine. We weren't so worried about that. 12 weeks of quarantine, the dog could take it. The hamster was not going to be able to deal with quarantine. So of course, you know, we were in precisely the same sort of like uh, quandary that the um, Kawachis were in, except my parents made a very, very different decision. They were like, you know, Gabriel was so devastated when Louis died we have to smuggle the hamster into Taiwan. They became smugglers. Yes, I love it. Oh boy, the foreign service isn't gonna like this. Yes, that's right. Is this where Richard Gere comes into the story? (laughs) (laughs) I knew someone was gonna come up with that. Not exactly. Yep. That wasn't exactly the plan. (laughs) They used the dog. So. (laughs) Like a tauntaun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So, uh, so this is what we decided. It was winter time, right? And uh, in it was 1986, and you know the 
airport security was very different in 1986 than it is now. There was not. You're saying there was none. There was not a lot. I mean, in international flights, I mean, there was security. Yeah. Not like you get now. This was the plan. My dad would take the hamster in his down jacket. And at the time, you could still go through the metal detectors with your jacket on right? Yeah. He would put the hamster in this internal pocket in the down coat, right? Which we had sort of sewed up a little bit. So there was this little piece of Velcro and we left the Velcro open and then he sewed up the rest of the pocket. And then when we went through security, he would put the hamster in there. And then through the, um, the x-ray machines and one of the carry-on bags, we had a, um, a little hamster kind of like travel container where we put like, you know, the, some food and like the little cedar chips and shit like that. But we left that empty when we went through security. Right. right. So, <laughs> so the idea was, you know, we would, um, uh, we would go through security like that. And then immediately after that, we would go to a bathroom or something like that. And my dad would take him, he would go into the, you know, go into his pocket and the down jacket, pull out the hamster and stick it in the travel container and the carry on. And then that would go like underneath our seats. Now Gabe at, at home, before you went through this, how many times did you guys run through this scenario with yeah. board cutouts at home and, you know, yeah. teaching a 10 year old how to play it cool? Mom playing the uh, TSA agent. Yeah. Whole times. Was there a plan B? Was there like a, a safe word to just scatter? There was no plan B. Distraction? Just start a fire in a trash can to create a distraction or something? No, but we really should have. I mean, my parents are super smart, but this was the fucking dumbest plan on earth. <laughs> How long is the flight to Taiwan? Well, it, it wasn't direct either. The lifespan of a gerbil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we had to go from Toronto to Seattle. Right. One hour longer than a gerbil can survive. It was about, you know, the, the actual flight from Seattle. It, I think we went from Seattle to, uh, to Tokyo and then Tokyo to, uh, to ta uh, Taipei. And from Seattle to Tokyo, it's already like 12 hours. Yeah. Something like that, maybe 14. And then uh, like a two, three hour stopover. And then like another like four or five hours down to like Taipei. So it's like, it's like a full fucking day of, um, of air travel. Jesus. So, um, I mean, do you, you, do you remember being, you know, really nervous or like, I don't exactly. Although I know that, I mean, I know that I was. Did mom just take you through and then let dad worry about it mom wasn't even there it was just me and my dad and, and gabe's not carrying the bulk of any of this so like if if shit goes down he's fine he's in the clear he's the bag man he's the bag man the mechanic the driver he's everything dad's just just smuggling his oh, he's gone i mean yeah. if this goes wrong gabe's in a foster family for the rest of his life in a country this language he doesn't even speak he's on a hamster yeah. wheel <laughs> yeah supplying electricity to uh you know to the, the prison camps yeah i also i mean i was i was carrying the the bulk of the emotions i think because if anything went wrong i was going to be like horrible that's what i mean story. like you must have just been a bundle of nerves and you know like yeah i mean in your mind you're thinking you know they're just gonna shoot my dad like if, if he gets caught like you know in international waters with a gerbil i mean we're all going down yeah I think I was more worried about Louis, but I mean, plus you're you're nine years old and you've only been like you move around so much. Yeah, there's got to be a little bit of 
I don't want to say trauma by this point, but it's still difficult, right? And you're yeah. going to a brand new country. You don't speak yeah. language. Like yep. for sixth grade, he's going there for junior high. I mean, he's now 10. Yeah. Junior high. It's that's heavy duty shit. Yeah. And you're, and you're smuggling a live creature. And you're smuggling a live animal. Yeah. So, so dad's got the gerbil in his interior pocket. Do you go through first? Usually, like, I would go through first, and then he would go through and send the bags through. And, you know, again, it being 80, 86, like, generally, nobody paid any attention, except in the Seattle airport, actually. You know, the the, the woman, like, looking at the x-ray machine, she got this really crazy look on her face, and then, like, kind of opened the bag up, and then she was like, oh, my God. She said, I thought there was a little creature in there. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I, I like cedar chips. They smell good. Well, but the excuse that my dad gave was he was like, he was like, actually, um, uh, my, my son's hamster died recently and we still carry around the, uh, the oh, empty container. His to, ghost uh, is in there. So. Yeah. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that's exactly what your dad sounds like too. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> So anyway, so we so we get the hamster from from Toronto to Seattle. We you know we're there for a couple of days uh, with my uncle and his wife, and then we hop on a flight to Taipei. We get, you know go through security in Seattle, no problem, right? So you're two for two right now. We're two for two at this point, right? We're do, we're do, we're doing good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Getting cotton. This is easy. We can make a living at this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the thing is, like, I mean, it seemed perfect. It's just like all you got to do is like make sure you do the transfer right, and yeah, it just works out just fine. You know, what's the problem? professionals? Yeah. What does Johnny Depp say in, in Blow? You know, when you're walking through the airport, you have to think about some some other place or some other. Take your mind off it. Yeah. You guys should have stuffed the hamster full of like diamonds or coke or something. Yeah. Both. Or both. Yeah. And then they're so focused on finding the diamonds that they leave the hamster laying there and you pick it up and walk right through. Right. Nice. Yeah. Smart. As long as it doesn't OD from the Coke. Probably yeah. would. Yeah. You put in those little balloons, then it's fine. Yeah, but what's the point? That's such little amount of Coke. I mean, what is It's the idea. You're getting one over on the man. That's all it meant. I feel that Gabe's family is getting one over on the You're man. You're just showing the big bosses that you can do it. You know, then you start bringing donkeys. Trial run. This is a trial balloon. That's right. Then you start bringing alligators and elephants through. Proof of concept. Komodo dragon. You got, yeah, get them all. Yeah. Lions. Yeah. They wouldn't work in the down jacket, I don't think. That was the point. <laughs> I need a bigger jacket, for sure. What would your dad have done if this was not down jacket you know, time of year? I don't, I don't know. I, I, think, um, I think maybe we wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I think Gabe's dad would do his question. Well, when is it not? Yep. You know, I'm a, I'm a down jacket guy. Maybe he puts it in a fanny pack. Just oh, there you go. Yeah. Or one of those money things that you strap on your waist. Nah, that's going to have, that's going to go through, uh, that's going to go through the, on the belt. Oh. The yeah. jacket's perfect. I mean, we were going like, I mean, he was wearing a down jacket on his way to Taiwan. It's not a cold country. Yeah. It, it's not that you guys didn't stick out. It's that you stuck out in the right way, I guess. <laughs> they loved that you were just like Americans and it was fine. With a 10 year old boy with like a fake mustache and glasses on. <laughs> okay. That's weird. And, and walking with a cane. Yeah. <laughs> this is my associate. 
so what happens? So you get on, you get on the the, you get through security and. Um... Okay, okay, so so in Japan, we we it's just like a little stopover. We actually don't go through security. We don't go through customs or anything else like that. We just get off in the terminal. We get back on the flight. It's notable because we were on two dinner flights in a row, and perhaps this was how I was dealing with the stress. I was just eating everything in sight, right? Well, you're the, the age where you eat everything in sight, so. Yeah, and I still thought like airline food was good back then. Right, oh yeah, hell yeah. We, we get to Taipei. And you know, one of the important things about, you know, Taipei for this story is that, you know, the United States and Taiwan doesn't actually officially have diplomatic relations. Typically when we would travel, you know, we always got to the front of the lines and customs. We just kind of got waved through. People didn't look through our bags. So officially, we were afforded that courtesy or we would generally be afforded that courtesy in Taiwan, but they didn't have to. So it was right. slightly different. So it's a gamble. Yeah. So, so we get off the plane and, um, you know, my dad's put, uh, you know, Louis back into his down jacket at this point. Hey, Gabe, let me ask you one question real quick. Yeah. So on the flights, you have to take the hamster out of the jacket, put it in its carrying case, and put it under a seat. Correct. And no one saw you do that? Like you were able to do that? My dad would go into a stall. Like he'd just go into a bathroom stall usually. And like he would do the transfer there. So he would take his carry-on with him into the bathroom stall. He would take the hamster out of the inside pocket. He would put it into the the travel case, which was in the carry-on. And so- So yeah. it would be in another bag. Plus it's it's Correct. 1986, everybody's got their Walkman, smoking cigarettes and doing blow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They fucking care yeah. about a hamster. They don't care about a hamster. Exactly. So anyway, so so we're, we're in the airport in Taipei and he's, he's taken the hamster out of the carry-on and put it back into the inside pocket of his down jacket. And his boss, the, the head of the language school, uh, this guy named Cornelius Kubler. Ooh. Um, oh, yeah. Corny Cubes. Yeah. Is, he, is he from the Umbrella Academy? <laughs> yeah, I think he kind of was. He, he picks us up at the gate, right? And he's there to, you know, kind of like help us through and all that. So, to Japan, gentlemen. So you're in, you're through. Not quite. We still haven't gone through customs, oh. right? Oh. So we're walking through the airport with Cornelius Kubler, and we're sort of walking up to customs. And my dad and uh, Mr. Kubler are talking, and then at some point he walks off for a moment. And you know, before you hit customs, you know those those rooms in airports, there's just like nothing there, you know, and there's nothing there on purpose, so you can't like smuggle anything in, right? So it's just like this, this stone floor and these white walls and like this huge empty space. And I'm standing there with my dad and- then And his I'm, pulsating jacket. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Oh. Because by this point- Oh no. The hamster- Oh, God rest your soul, Louie. Has chewed through- Oh. The internal pocket. Even better. And is, lost and is almost totally vertical, inching his way down my dad's pant leg. Oh, my God. And I said, Dad. <laughs> and he's like, not right now. And I said, Dad. And he's like, not now. I was like, 
Dad, Louis on your leg. Oh. And he looks down and he goes, oh my God. He grabs the hamster. <laughs> and we like hustle into the bath. He's like, he's like, Cornelius, I'm gonna be in the bathroom. So like we run it, we we go into the bathroom and we're like, what do, I'm like, what do we do? What do we do? And he's like, I'm uh, I'm just gonna put him into the traveling, you know, container. And I'm like, but what if they look? What if they look? And he, and he says, I, I don't think they will. And I was like, oh God, oh God. But what if they look, they look, they're going to take Louie. They're going to take. So, yeah. oh. so he's like, all right. He's like, this is, we don't have an option now. We don't have any other options. We can't put him back into the, the pocket. He's going to get out. This parka only has one pocket? <laughs> like, isn't there? <laughs> but the thing is, like, it was the only one that, like, he could actually fully clothe. And, like, I don't okay. know if you've ever had, like, little rodents like this, but they are, like, programmed to, like, get out. Yeah. yeah. All right. So he puts him in the travel container, and he's like, just play it cool. I think we're going <laughs> to be fine. And, like, my little 10-year-old world is, like, exploding inside. And I'm, right. like, I'm, like, I'm a 10-year-old, like, you know, like, taking you know 50 kilos of cocaine like into a country i mean that's what it feels like so and you're in a foreign country you're moving and then you have this potential God. loss of Letting yes. the bathroom sm smells like cigarettes and tears for fears is playing on the loudspeaker yes exactly so we have our soundtrack so we um we get up to the the customs you know line and um you know, the, the guys kind of motion to, you know, for us to put our bags down, like where they would, you know, go through them. And did you just respond, nothing? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to remember terror of that sort, like experiencing terror of that sort as a child, but like it was, um, it was, it was, it was very intense. I feel so bad for this kid. I feel oh, this so poor, bad this for this sweet, kid. this sweet, sweet game. This, this poor, this poor little game. You're just gonna take him and shackle him and throw him against a wall right in front of you and yeah, yeah. Stick the, the German shepherds on him. So I just remember shaking and then Kubler sort of saying a few words to the customs guys and they're being kind of like everyone kind of laughed a bit and then that was it and we walked through. Oh. But that's not the end of the story. <laughs> so um, we get into uh, we get into this little van and like, I'm just like, at this point, like, I, I think it all started hitting me. I remember like- Did you, did you have Louie in your hands by this point now? No, he's in the little travel container in the carry-on bag. Cause you're still with Cornelius, aren't you? You can't let him know. Yeah, and, and we can't let Cornelius know. Uh, oh, otherwise, okay. like my my dad's like, you know, year's gonna be ruined and it's gonna go back to the Department of State and, you know, you know, George Schultz is gonna call him into his office. I don't know, you know, like all, all that. You, so, you still have to sit on all these emotions. Exactly. And I, and I remember like being in this little van coming back from the airport and like feeling like I needed to burp, but like not being able to. Yeah. It's like 45 minutes to the hotel. We're going to be in a hotel for one night as they're getting our house ready and we're going to go to the house the next day. We get to the hotel. We're standing in the lobby. I go up to my dad and I say, I, I, I need to go to the bathroom, dad. And he says, just a moment. We'll be in the, in the room in a moment. And I was like, dad, I need to go to the bathroom now. I don't have a moment. And he says, just hold on. And I sort of put my hands in front of me 
like I was about to accept some sort of offering and then I threw up into my hands in the hotel lobby. A bunch of hotel employees like ran off and uh, you know got some paper towels and they 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 came back and they sort of like kind of mopped it out of my hands although I had mostly dropped it into one of the house plants by that point. Oh, fucking Americans. Yeah. And finally, they, you know, they got us into our room and, you know, we settled down. I'm exhausted. You know, my dad's exhausted. We just, uh, you know, we get into our beds and we just, you know, we just pass out, basically. No, no quick shower? I don't think so. <laughs> I just... Oh, no, I, Ian meant for Louie. Did, did, did Louie get a nice little... Yeah. Well, it's interesting you asked that because I don't remember sort of like, you know, like us checking in with Louie, you know, once we got into the hotel room. I think we figured that he was in his travel container and everything was cool. Right. What could possibly go wrong? What could could possibly go wrong at this point, right? Just leave him in the bag for another eight hours. I feel like this story is just getting started. (laughs) (laughs) So we wake up the next morning. Oh, no. By the way, right after this, we're doing a GoFundMe for your therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Is it retroactive? Because I got fucking 15 years of bills. <laughs> I would love yeah, to. Man. I also feel like every single pet store across not just America, but internationally with a picture of Gabe that says, do not sell this kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Under no condition. Sell him <laughs> anything. Nothing at all. Uh, the funny thing is, I actually, I actually bought my son a couple of gerbils, but like we literally never take them out of the tank. And I'm like, yeah. just totally cool with that. So we, so we wake up the next morning and uh, basically, you know, we got time enough for breakfast and then like, you know, a bunch of guys are going to come over. They're going to uh, take our bags and us over to the house, right? oh, which has yeah. now been sort of like all cleaned up for us and stuff. I, I guess we decided that at this point, it's, it's a good, good idea to wash your hands, <laughs> uh, figure out if, if, if Louis still um, actually in his travel container and sure. so we do and he's not oh <laughs> is there a hole Jude? he's he's just gone he he somehow got out we don't even know how he left a um, note though he left a note because that's between gabe and hamsters there's always a note <laughs> i'm missing 40 dollars in the hotel key <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's not in the container He's not. And he's not in the room. A quick a quick search of the room. No evidence of him. We can't find him. He's gone. Wow. Now, the longest he ever disappeared for was a month. Yeah. What? Holy shit. <laughs> that was a long time before, but like these like creatures, they can get out and they, they, they know how to hide. For a month? Yeah. In the house, and then he finally showed up. Exactly. How do you know he was in the house? He could have gone off, gotten a job. He gone got- to Taiwan. He could have gone to Taiwan and back in a month. <laughs> could have gotten a squirrel pregnant. <laughs> you know. Point is, it's like he knows how to disappear, and he's yeah. gone. He's yeah. the Kaiser Soze of hamsters. We're in the State Department. He's Jason Bourne. Okay. Same thing, is it? And and this is why they don't want you to bring in a rodent because mm-hmm. yeah. now he's going to make all of these rodent babies. Right. How, Jesse? He's going to mate with rats and they're going to be mutants. Oh, They'll all be the... sterile, but there'll be a million of them. Yeah. Is this the great uh, hamster outbreak of Osaka? 
No comment. 87. <laughs> no comment. So you look for him. So we, we look for him through the room. We realize very quickly that he's just like, he's nowhere to be found in the room. We go out into the hallway. And I just remember going into the hallway and thinking like, oh God, if he got out into the hallway, he could literally be anywhere. Sure. On the planet. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. now he has a passport, so. He, he might've gone back to Seattle. Yeah. He could yeah. be anywhere. And I just had this terrible, terrible feeling. I, I still had this thought that we had to keep it to ourselves. Yeah. Sure. My dad, unbeknownst to me, actually, like the, the guys had showed up to take us to the, the house and he he gave them the bags. And unbeknownst to me, he actually told them what was up, then sent the bags off ahead of us and said, come back for us. We'll we'll be ready to go in like a couple hours. And then he told everybody in the hotel. And so like this entire hotel now is like, you know, like running around looking for this exotic little rodent, right? They have to save their country because this rodent could have brought any number of diseases over. Uh, Is that the tell? Is it that this is an escaped hamster from America or is it just like, we bought a hamster on the way from the airport and he got out? Like, yeah. did they know that this thing's been smuggled? No, the the, the hotel didn't, and I it, mean... It, it, they didn't let on. Let's be honest. Yeah. This hotel's seen smuggling before. What Gabe like, didn't know, and Cornelius would have told you had you let him in on it, is that they give every American boy a hamster when he arrives in Japan. It's, yeah. their, it's their gift. It's their <laughs> custom, so you didn't yeah. have to smuggle anything. In fact, you could have doubled down, gotten two, and, you know... So they were like, oh, you, you lost a hamster from the airport? Makes perfect sense, yeah. There's Happens two more the Louis. Happens all the time. We'll go check the hamster room. <laughs> so um, so we got, we got, you know, so there's people like all over the hotel looking for him. I mean, we're is... running around. And then suddenly like this, this call comes through to my dad. And I actually, I spoke to my dad before uh, I got on the Zoom call with you guys so I could get the direct quote. What they said is uh, apparently, uh, which means your little rat. <laughs> they said, we found your little rat. Oh. And they put him down on the, the bottom of this tall garbage can. My dad and I looked at each other. They're still at the hotel. We were like, all right. We got into the van. It took us to our home where we lived for a year. We went in the door and the first thing we saw there was this tall plastic garbage can. And we walked up to it and looked over the edge and there's Louie just like looking straight up at us. And that was it. We were safe. I swore you were gonna say you opened it and it was a different <laughs> It was a rat. It was an actual rat. <laughs> Anything but it Louis. Like a snake. It was a <laughs> snake or something. A kangaroo. Uh, the concierge's penis. <laughs> it was it was our rat. They they had found our rat. How long did Louis uh, stay with us? Is he still with us? Is he here tonight? Uh, he lived about three months after <laughs> Your dad, man. 
Hey, every Father's Day, man, never ever miss a call because Jesus, seriously. That's 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 awesome, man. Yeah. Did he live to go to China? He did not. He did okay. not. Yeah. And I mean, I, I might be underestimating slightly. He may have like lived like four or five months after that. They don't live very long. Yeah. Right. But um he didn't live long. Do we know that he didn't hear tell of the China trip that was upcoming and just decide to yeah, he's like, I'm out. There was too much practice last time. I'm done. Skip because China has no quarantine. We could have taken him right in. He had seen more than any hamster before him. <laughs> Gabe, uh, can we plug anything for you? Oh, I do have a website. Um, GabeJohnsonVideo.com. I make documentaries that should add to the, the legitimacy of my story. I'm an investigative journalist as well. So I worked for the, um, I worked for the New York Times for nine years. I worked for the Wall Street Journal for about five and a half. And so my website has like kind of the stuff that I've done over the past 15 years. It's a nice mix, actually. And it's got, it's got more, uh, more bio stuff, although not, not as much detail as I've gone into here. It, not in your bio talking about international smuggler of small rodents. <laughs> Vomiting in hotel lobbies. I'm sort of wondering if there should be a breakout page for this though. Now. <laughs> yeah. this, get, this could get me a lot of work. Yeah, there's, 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 there must be smuggling rings. I mean, they, they, they must have gotten more sophisticated in how to get hamsters in, in and out of China. Yeah. Than a parked up pocket. <laughs> than, than, than in your dad's inside pocket. I could see this, uh, maybe not like a full six episodes, but Netflix has been doing the three episode documentaries lately. I could see this as a three uh, three episode run. Yes. Yeah. We'd have to find a way to do like the recreations. So oh, they're really yeah. compelling. And, Absolutely. Uh, I'm already on the phone to Zach Galifianakis as the hamster. Yeah, and I've been talking to L.L. Bean to see what kind of parkas they've got going. So we got this covered. <laughs> <laughs>